Imagine having the life of your dreams. Not temporary cash and glory, but happiness and inner peace. Explore new ways to be a creator and take your own journey into greatness. Is it possible? What does it take to make that happen? It takes the person known for extreme results. He's called the cage breaker and the ultimate catalyst. Coming back from the brink of death and now crushing it for himself and his clients, this is your Ultimate Life Podcast with Kellen Flukiger. Hi there. Welcome to today's episode 654, affirming that indeed you do own your life. Now, I hope you're watching the video, and I say that most of these episodes since 601, I've started putting them both on YouTube and on the podcast platforms. And if you can't listen to the video, that's fine, but sometimes you miss fun stuff. So if you can, jump on the YouTube and, and watch the videos. This one, You Own Your Life, I'm using as a background a picture that looks kind of like a black hole in space and uh, you know a stargate or a place to go. And I, I don't really know for sure what the picture is. But what it looks like to me is a gateway to infinity, a gateway to infinite possibilities. And it, to me, that was just a beautiful picture to emphasize the truth that you do own your life. We, I don't know, we seem to somehow start, but when we're little, tiny, we can't take care of ourselves. So we depend completely on someone else to give us food, Clothing, shelter, keep us warm, keep us safe. And when that doesn't happen and we are neglected, abandoned, abused, uh, those that should care for us allow others to abuse us or whatever, then we get this warped sense that we're powerless. And when you're little, you are powerless. When you're an infant, you're very powerless. But even as a child, you're powerless. We're taught to trust, you know, adults and family and we believe that and we do it until we learn otherwise. And part of that learning otherwise, when you get hurt, I got hurt, bashed, abused, you know, physically, sexually, emotionally, whatever it was, then you feel powerless. And you still continue with that powerless feeling until you realize that it doesn't have to stay that way. And that's the point of today's episode, which is number 16 in the 18 parts about forgiveness. Forgiveness is one way to take back ownership of your life. Now, there's a whole bunch of other things. Uh, I have a <clears throat> client who we've spent a lot of time talking about boundaries, learning what boundaries are, how to set boundaries, what does it mean to have boundaries, what do they even look like and where do you need them and how do you set them and enforce them and all of the rest. Boundaries is another way to take ownership of your life back if that's been a problem. Uh, understanding your divine origin is a way to take ownership of your life. If you knew to the core of your soul that you're a child of God, you would behave differently than if you feel like you're a victim of circumstance. So understanding your divine origin is a way to assert and measure and understand what you could and should do or might be able to do to own your life. Setting boundaries is one, and there are many others. The one we want to talk about today is forgiveness and how uh, exercising that choice of the energetic cleansing of forgiveness allows you to own your life. Now, I love the way that came out of my mouth 
because it's an it's a choice and it is an energetic cleansing that allows you to own your life. We've talked about when you're mad or feeling helpless or frustrated or resentful because someone hurt you and hasn't either been punished or apologized or fixed it, and I or you continue to to blame them for your current circumstance, you don't own your life because you've given control of it to that past event. So I'll give you an example for me. I was beat a lot as a kid, okay? Incessantly, cruelly, black and blue, hide in the locker room at school so no one would see I was black and blue, you know, all that. All true, sexually abused occasionally as well, but mostly physically. That made me feel powerless. I was frightened all the time, and I lived terrified until I left home. Now, what happened because of that is I believed I didn't own my life. I believed I wasn't good enough. I lived according to that belief. And even as an adult for decades, I believed that my sole mission in life was to get back in line with what I had been taught and had beat into me as a kid. And that's warped and I know it, but I gave ownership of my life to that belief. When I finally said, I'm going to be who I want to be and I need to decide myself, it was with rage and anger, fury, because I had been robbed of my life and my self-determination and all those things. And all those years were lost and I was raging and all that kind of stuff. And it's not unusual in a therapist's office or in a therapeutic setting to have this wild rage be part of it because you feel robbed manipulated, mutilated, like you didn't get a decent start and everything was painted for life in a warped way. That may all have been true, but this is where forgiveness comes in. And again, it's not excusing all that warping and shaping that happened. You may or may not have permanent limps like the dog story and the limp because of those things. But the energetic release is I no longer allow that set of events to control my life. That means I assert ownership here. Now, I choose how I feel. So for me, that was no longer blaming my circumstance or behavior on the past. So all those things that happened to me, they did. That's a fact. They shaped me for all the years they shaped me. That's a fact. But today... This day here, I declare independence. I refuse to be angry anymore. I refuse to miss all those missing years. I refuse to rage about all those opportunities. Because what I was noticing is the missing of it and the raging about it was causing me to continue to miss opportunities, continue to be far less than I could be. So I was giving all those past events continued power. Now, that's a choice you get to make. And I needed a lot of help, a lot of wisdom, a lot of understanding. Joy came in my life, counselors, relationship with God changed. A bunch of stuff happened to cause that change to happen. But fundamentally, I reclaimed ownership of my life. And the only way I was able to do it was release that energy. I don't care what happened before. It no longer has power over me. Period starting this moment, okay? So no one can make you do that. You're free, and I was free to live for decades or the rest of your life. 
in that anger toward those who hurt you. Or you can change. And you can start that journey today. Now, everything that I just said about rage and fury and anger toward those that hurt you, misguided you, or did whatever they did or didn't do, is the same that you do to yourself when you make mistakes. You heard of generational, you know, passing on of dysfunctionality, right? Dysfunctional families hurt people, hurt people. Well, I was an addict. I had three relationships that failed. I had, you know, a lot of that passing on because it was decades before I reasserted control over my life. And one of the things that was easy to do was say, well, I was, I struggled with depression, so all this stuff. So I done, I'm done with that. The things I did, I did. I own them, I take responsibility for them, and that means I can't change them, but what I can do and have done is, okay, I'm going to fix all that I can, be honorable and good in all that I can with those that I hurt, family, exes, kids, everything that I did that, that got in their way and do the best I can to make it right. But like many things, matters of the heart can't be repaired. That takes time and it takes a willingness on both sides. So you can't, like if I steal something and I give it back, the money is restored, but the loss of trust isn't. And those matters of the heart and trust and everything else are both a million times harder and a million times more important. And in order for those to be repaired, you, both people, repair the relationship. Both people have to cooperate. But in order for you to release the pain, that is a unilateral decision. This is the most important thing about owning your life. We talked about the rage side before, and I certainly have experienced that, and maybe you have too. For me, the hardest part, even harder than that, was the guilt side because I allowed my own dysfunctionality to infect and harm others around me. And then I felt permanently and forever behind the eight ball because I can never fix adequately all those things. And you know what? That's true. And when you realize that you can't fix things, you have two choices. You can remain forever disabled by that fact, or you can turn it over to the divine and allow the divine, allow God to fix it in his own good time. Your part and my part is to fix myself with the help that's available, people and God and everything else, so that I can be the best that I can be and allow the province of the divine to both exact justice where necessary and to repair the hearts, souls, feelings of others that I can never fix. It's just like you can never hurt somebody bad enough to take away your hurt when you want revenge. You can never fix somebody good enough to take away their hurt when you were the perpetrator. You can't do it. And so the only thing you and me can do is repair ourselves, make the amends that we can, and then be the very best people we can be from now on. That's it. Repair yourself. Repair yourself. Own your life, which is why I named this episode that. That's why I use this portal with the bright light in it behind me in this picture. That's a passageway to divinity. It's the passageway to happiness. It's the passageway to joy. And when you truly come fully to realize you can heal yourself 
with the help of the divine. You can change who you were all the way to the core because the idea you can't change is nonsense. We're built to change and grow. And then you can do the amends that are appropriate. And then after that, how high you climb is your choice. When I stayed stuck, not climbing, the ladder of service, the ladder of consciousness, the ladder of love, the ladder of creativity. When I stayed stuck down that ladder, I wasn't doing anyone any good. I wasn't making any better repair to those that I'd hurt. I wasn't doing any good for anyone around me, and I wasn't happy. So three losses. Now, today, I've made all the repairs that I know to those that I've hurt, and I'm open to doing whatever else comes along but I'm not living in pain and misery while I wait. I have repaired my own soul with the help of the divine. No one of us has power to do that alone, but with the help of others and our divine connection developing that, we do. <clears throat> and then I have made the choice to love, create, serve. Those are my three uh, words, right? Love, create, serve. My three words that guide my life. That means I've made a choice to live every moment in love. That's the labor of love doing this podcast. It's inviting you to love yourself with all your heart. It's inviting you to look in the mirror every morning and say, oh, I love you. And say your name. Say your beautiful name. I did an episode a while ago with a lady, and she was on an episode. Sarah Jane, she does, does vocal Reiki and talked about the sound of the name and she sings the name for people and it was a beautiful experience. She did it for me. So look in your own eyes, say your name and love yourself. Own the truth of your heritage. You are a divine being. You were created by God. So was I. And in that creation, our creator knew we'd screw up and make mistakes. So he didn't leave us hopeless and helpless. The opportunity to change is built in. It is inherent in everything around us. Things grow and change all the time, or they rot and decay. Whether you and I grow and change or rot and decay is up to us. So how high I climb is up to me. Now, earlier, I, or else yesterday, I talked about that mountain I was climbing and the beautiful view at the top. But I didn't have to climb to the top. I have a an acquaintance that was climbing Mount Kilimanjaro and they stopped 200 meters from the top because the altitude sickness got to them and finished. And that was as high as they wanted to go. No judgment. I don't know the situation. Others finished, some didn't. But you and I, we each decide how high you want to go up the ladder of consciousness, up the ladder of love, up the ladder of service, up the ladder of joy, like, where do you want to go? What do you want to be? What do you want to have? Because I know now from my own experience, you can have anything you want. You can have purpose today, here, now. You can have prosperity today, here, now. You can have joy today, here, now. That doesn't mean you're not building and growing more, but you can have it here, now. You, in truth, own your life. You make of yourself, your circumstance, and everything else what you choose to be, what you choose to have. You are at cause. You control your thoughts, your feelings, your spirit, your body, and your circumstance. And that's good news. 
because that means it's all in your hands and mine to create that ultimate life. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions. Until tomorrow, this is Your Ultimate Life with host Kellen Flukiger. Start with your heart.